Jensen here now on the Crowley Show. Patriots-Steelers, 425 on Sunday. We've been previewing this game for months and months and months. Matt, or should I call you Goose? Hey, Goose, you big stick! That's me, honey! How are you? <laughs> What's up, brother? How are you? Dude, I've been talking myself into the Steelers all week long, and I knew on Monday I was going to do this, so I made my official prediction on Monday. Would it surprise you greatly if Pittsburgh won this game? No, I ended up picking them, too. <gasps> um, and I watched that Steeler game against the Ravens, and I thought the Steelers are going to lose by 20 to Brady. And, and, then, uh-huh. <laughs> and then the more I dug in, and you watch the Patriots lose that game to Miami, which a lot of things went wrong. I mean, things happen. They don't play well in Miami. Well, we can talk about that later. But you know, really start delving into the Patriots, and they seem like a weary and beat-up team. I mean, they've played six out of seven games on the road. That, that takes a toll on you. There's a lot of injuries there. In this specific game, on this date, I'm picking the Steelers. I mean, if they played ten times, I'd probably pick the Patriots, eight or nine of them. I opened the show today with the quote from Miracle saying that exact same thing, Matt. I said if they played ten times, they might win nine, but not this day, not on Sunday. I want to talk about the game in depth, but I want to start you off, Matt, by asking if New England had to play Baltimore at home in the first round, then go to Jacksonville in the second round, and then play Pittsburgh in the AFC Championship game, you think they'd still go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. I mean, that, that's, that's really looking down the line. I mean, it depends how injured they are. That would be a really difficult physical road for them without question. And I think Steeler fans, I mean, I, I was asked this before, you know, like if you're the Patriots, who do you not want to play besides Pittsburgh in the AFC? And I said Jacksonville, just for one reason. Brady would get hit. I mean, there's just no way around it. I mean, the Jags would hit Brady a lot. Um, but you didn't even mention the Chargers. The Chargers might be playing better than the Steelers or the or the Patriots right now. But they wouldn't have to play the Chargers, I don't think. Because they're the three seed and the Chargers. Yeah, I, I think if – so if New England loses this game, they'll have four losses, the same as Jacksonville, presumably. And – the Chargers, I think, are going to wind up winning that division. Yeah, and they're going to be the four. So I think this game's incredibly important for Pittsburgh because not only do the Steelers want to get that one seed, but they could make the road for New England a lot more difficult because it's not a given New England gets that second seed if they lose this game. Right, and therefore I think it's actually more important for the Patriots than the Steelers. And that's a conversation i brought up earlier on in the show i think mentally it's bigger for the steelers yeah i think it's huge for the steelers because they want to host the afc championship game at home but new england all of a sudden would have lost two in a row they're 10 wins four losses and they're not guaranteed those two home games they're not even guaranteed uh you know only having those two games so they've never done that before i i i can see that point of view I don't know if this is exactly the year that they would win three straight games to go in. I know the AFC's not incredibly strong, Matt, but it would be a physical road, like you mentioned before, that they'd have to take. Yeah, right. And, you know, we're really putting the horse in front of the card. I mean, you and I are... It's radio, like, oh. man. Right. <laughs> Steelers are going to win this one on Sunday, and no problem. They always beat the Patriots, so that's an easy one. Yeah. And then New England has to win three in a row to get the... Yeah, I mean, 
I hear you. I mean, that would be a very difficult road for the Patriots, but let's not get too excited on that. All right, fine. You produced the show then, Matt. Uh, Matt, the Toolman Williamson, joining me here on the Crowley Show, Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio, and, of course, the Locked On NFL Podcast. Matt, how's Brady look to you? Because the last two weeks he hasn't played well. I'm not going to do that thing where I say, oh, he's hurt. He's not He's not the same guy. But uh, you could. Is he hurt? Is he the same guy? He played really poorly on Monday night, and a lot of it was on him. And he's thrown an interception in four straight games. I mean, that's unheard of. I think he threw two last year. I, mean, I think he had one or two leading into that stretch. I mean, does that mean he's not good anymore? No. I mean, the last time that I said, boy, he's really coming off a bad game, was the AFC playoff game when they played Houston, and then he walloped the Steelers and played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. So by no means am I saying, boy, he reminds me of Peyton Manning whenever he was at the end. I mean, he still throws the ball well. Yeah. I mean, he's not done by any stretch. I mean, I think he's going to be the MVP, and deservedly so. He played a bad game. And like Ron Jaworski says this a lot, and a lot of quarterbacks do, there's two games every year that I just don't throw the ball well. You know, like... Pitchers say that. An off day. You know, I mean, I think some of that's true. Um, I think also Miami, who's a heavy zone team, hint, hint, went and did uh, played a lot of man. And there was no Gronk. And Hogan was a shell of himself. It looked like he was really favoring that shoulder. And I didn't see, and of course, there was no Edelman. I didn't see a true second option. And Cooks had a really, really rough day. If they had Gronk, I bet that game goes different. I mean, Gronk is really their number one target. And, you know, he got hit a lot, and he didn't like it. And Sue has some similarities as an inside penetrator, pass rusher, to Hayward and to it. So I'm not saying you can bottle these guys up. I mean, I, I think there's going to be a million points scored in this game unless both teams decide we're going to run the ball and shorten the game and keep the other respective Hall of Fame quarterback off the field. And that would work, too. I, I kind of feel like any offense, each, each offense can do whatever they want. What do the Steelers do to try to contain Rob Gronkowski? There's no answer. Uh, I mean, I think if well, you Well, whatever go, you say is what they're going to do, Matt. So tell me, what are they going to do? <laughs> I think they should go play more man. You know, we've had this conversation for, what, eight months or something. Yes. And I think Burns is a much better man coverage player. Hayden may or may not be there. But I would put Burns on Cooks, and I would be very physical with them. I mean, but they never do that. You know, I mean, I'm sitting there saying that's what I would do. And if, but, but the problem, it's funny, the whole man versus zone thing with Brady and the Patriots, we've talked about a ton. But one thing we haven't talked about is, yes, Brady kills zone. Steelers played zone 90% of the time in the AFC Championship game, and he killed that. Well, he also killed their, their attempts at man, too, and they had corners that are better zone players than man players in that game. I think that's changed. I think that the secondary in the front office has done a good job of this, is starting to be better man cover corners than zone cover corners, which is where you want this team to go, but they haven't implemented that plan yet. Is this the time to do it against the best quarterback basically ever? I don't know. But when you go man against the Patriots – Believe it or not, Tom Brady has seen that before, and he has success what? playing against no. man. No way. <laughs> and shocker. They're masters of rub routes and things like that. But the problem when you go man against the Patriots is your question. Who's got Gronk? Nobody has that answer. You know I mean? If I'm the Steelers, I say, Sean Davis, this is why we drafted you. You got Gronk. 
but he's going to lose that battle. Can he a make lot. it close? Can he make it close? I, I, guess, I guess not then, no. I don't think so. I mean, Gronk's the best tight end I've ever seen. Sean Davis is a highly inconsistent young player. So Merrill Hodge mentioned this to me yesterday when he was on the show, Matt. He said, maybe you take, because you're not going to get pressure on the outside with the guys you have against Brady anyhow, maybe you take T.J. Watt and you make sure you make contact with Gronk off the line, you run with him with Watt for a little bit, and then you have already Bur- not already Burns, pardon me, Sean Davis uh, run with him after that. Maybe derail him a little bit, hope that the pressure gets there up the middle, and if not, well, then you still feel like maybe you've taken away their best option. I like that, and I think that's a good help for uh, for Davis, and it gives you two different body types banging against him. You know, I mean, the more athlete and the bigger dude. Um, just back, gonna rewind it just a second. And I know the, the, the secret to getting to Brady is up the middle. But their right tackle situation is really bad. And we were talking about this on SNR today, that on, on throwing downs, not early downs because they become too slow, I like the matchup of Harrison on Solder and then Watt coming instead of Bud against Fleming, who's a pretty poor right tackle, that maybe they could generate some edge pass rush with that foursome. That's interesting, Matt, and particularly because that would be a totally different wrinkle that the Steelers hadn't really shown all that much. And I, I kind of feel like this game calls for that, and the way that Mike Tomlin's approached it, the way that they've talked about it, makes me feel like they are going to probably change things up a little bit. If they play more man, that wouldn't surprise me. If they did something like that, I don't know if it would surprise me that much either. Right, and on early downs, though, I don't think you do that because... Uh, once fast defense has become slower, and then you put get a lot slower if you pull Bud out for Harrison. Good point. Matt Williamson joining me here on and the Rally Show. And to take a step show. further, dude, I think that the Patriots are going to play it this way. We want Devlin, our big power fullback. We want two tight ends. We want the Steelers to be in their three-four. We're not going. You know, Hogan's not all that healthy. We don't want need three receivers on the field, four receivers on the field. And then we want very Gronk out and those guys. Yeah, because you can still flex out Gronk, right. Deion Lewis, Burkhead, White. <laughs> but the whole key is we want those. We want two of your inside linebackers on the field as much as possible. You know what, Matt? It's funny. I watched the AFC Championship game back again, and I managed not to, you know, hurt myself masochistically while I did so, and. They did a lot of that even in that game where they'd spread those guys out. They'd come in tight, and then they'd spread them all out, and the Steelers looked really bad. They did it two years ago when it was, what, Terrence Garvin guarding Rob Gronkowski. Uh, they're really good at that, and, I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a good way to attack the Steelers' defense, no question about it. I mean, that was uh, even with Shazier. Right. And, again, you know, everyone's, everyone's happy with Vince Williams. But now, but Vince Williams still isn't a good coverage player. You know, like, if the Steelers had their best 11 on the field, Brady would be picking on Williams. Now he's your best guy. Uh Uh-oh. Matt, on the defensive side for New England, they always take away the best guy. We always hear that. I I know that this is something that, so I think, I think same thing. Uh, Antonio Brown has done a really good job, in fact, against them of late, and we haven't really seen Le'Veon Bell because a couple of years ago he was suspended and last year he was obviously hurt uh, early on in that game. What do the Steelers do against this defense? You kind of mentioned it before. You don't think that they can slow him down. Why not? No, I don't. I mean, I think, I think both teams can run the ball really well. 
I don't think that there's much talent or athleticism in the Patriots' front seven. They have no answer for Bell as a receiver. I mean, none of those linebackers can keep up with him. And Butler's a good player. And traditionally, they've put Butler on A.B. and help him. You know, of course, there's going to be some help. But situationally, then they really roll coverage towards A.B., red zone, third down, those type of things. I would think that keeps up. But I think Juju has a really good matchup. Hopefully he plays. You know, their slot situation isn't real good. And I don't think you're going to get much from Martavis. I think Gilmore is going to be – they're going to tell him, hey, Gilmore, you got Martavis. You're getting no help because we got way other bigger concerns. You two are going alone. And I, don't, and I think he wins that matchup. I mean, that's, to me, the only thing the Patriots have going for them to, is Gilmore over Bryant. But everywhere else, I think the Steelers can have their way. And the best thing is this is a very bad pass-rushing team. I mean, maybe the worst pass-rushing team in the league, and I very much believe the Steelers' protection is top one or two in the league. Steelers 50, Patriots 49? I took Steelers 42, Patriots 40. Oh, my God. I see it going the same way. The easiest over ever, right? Yes, unless both teams take the approach of, we can play offense any way we want. Let's go slow, run, run, first down, first down, limit the possessions, therefore you don't get the huge score. But still offensive-dominated football. Matt, appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much. You got it, dude. See you. There he goes, Matt Williamson. I cannot wait for this damn football game on Sunday. Neither can Matt the Toolman Williamson, the goose, king in the north. Mother of Dragons and the first man in the Andals and all that junk. 42-40. to 40. I think it's going to be similar. And, look, if the Steelers want to run the ball and the Patriots want to run the ball, then it's going to be lower scoring. But it might be one of those games where neither team can stop the other one, but it's still kind of lower scoring. And by lower scoring, I'm still thinking we're looking at 27-24. And the over-under is, what, 52? I'm still going the over at 5.40, we got Stu Gotts from the Dan Levitard Show with Stu Gotts. I'm playing it again. I love all you guys out there, by the way. The listeners, you guys have kicked ats. At Stu Gotts 790 on Twitter. Tell them how much you love this segment. Before. Do it. Because it helps me, and I love you. And the more things help me, the more I can make the radio show better for you. At Stu Gotts 790. 412-922-2874 is the number to call me. Up next, if Joe Hayden's not 100%, if he's like 80% with the re-injury is, risk, do you use him in this game? 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. My answer next is the Crowley Show. What would you know about pressure? If Joe Hayden has a re-injury risk, you play him in this game. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I sure as hell do. Because this game is, I think, as big as the AFC Championship game for Pittsburgh. If you beat New England, you get the number one seed. You get home field advantage. And New England has to play maybe three games before they get to the Super Bowl. So they're going to get battered. They're going to get smacked. you got to win this game. And you've got a couple of games after this to rest Joe Hayden. Whether or not you win or lose, you're going to beat Houston. You're going to beat Cleveland without him. 
So if your guy got the chance to help you, you let that guy help you. 412-922-2874. Devin next up here on the Crowley Show. What's up, Devin? What's happening, my man? I'm getting ready for the biggest football game in the history of football. Yes, ever. <laughs> of all time, biggest ever. game ever. Ever. Um, I can't even believe I'm going to disagree with you, man. I think he's too important for the playoffs for us to um, risk it, man. It's so soon. Well, let me we need him so much way. for the playoffs. Let me put it to you this way, and, and we'll see if you change your tune. And if not, you're dead to me, Devin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> let me put it to you this way. If the Steelers lose this game, they'd have to go to New England. I think they've got a, sh- a chance to beat New England in Pittsburgh. I think they have a 0% chance to beat New England in Foxborough. So you put everything you have out there against New England this time around, hoping you beat them here, because I don't think they're ever going to beat them in Foxborough. I don't think they'll be in Foxborough either. Here's the two keys to victory that I think for us, and then I'll get off. Um, I think they have to let Ben get loose. I think Ben has to be at the top of his game. And the, our pass rush has to get to Brady. If our pass rush gets to Brady, we definitely win. That's it. All right, brother. It is. And appreciate the call, Devin. Here's the deal. If they play in New England, they're not going to win. So you play your best players this time around, so you avoid playing them in New England. At the worst, they come to the AFC Championship game in Pittsburgh. At the best, someone else knocks them off, right? At the best, Jacksonville or Baltimore knocks them off. So you need to do what you can to win this game. As for the pass rush, Devin, I'm nervous, buddy. I don't know what they've got in the tank anymore. These last couple of weeks, they've made critical, critical plays in the backfield. But they haven't gotten consistent pressure. They were getting consistent pressure at the beginning of the season all season long. They weren't in these last couple of games, and that scares me. Now, that being said, they've got a much better chance of doing it this year than they did last year against New England. In the AFC Championship game last year, Cam Hayward didn't play. Stephon Toot was banged up, and Javon Hargrave was a rookie. Hargrave's that much better this time around. Toot's playing really good football, and Cam Hayward is the best defensive player the Steelers have left. So they've got a shot to get pressure. New England's offensive line isn't great, but I don't love the idea that Brady's going to take a beating in this game. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Again, Stu Gotts from the Dan Levitard Show joining me at 540 here on the show. Did you catch what D'Angelo Williams did? On Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. He was kind of being a giant jackass. Let's take a listen. And you know what I love? Yes. You yeah. know what I love yeah. about you guys? Yeah, and I love this. what I love about you two guys. Yes, right because we didn't we play. never played together. We didn't play. Right. Absolutely. We so didn't you right. know what you can do? Who is your coach? Kyle played. He yeah. played in college. No, no, no. 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 D'Angelo knows all. Tell Yeah, scram. College football at a D3 school. Nope. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Princeton. Yeah. Princeton. Yeah. Princeton. Yeah. That's right. Great education. That's right. Now let's talk about them athletics. Okay, let's talk about. <laughs> you don't go to Princeton yeah. to play football. Oh,
Vikings. The fact that we didn't play football and are still at this table, we must be incredible. Oh, okay. You must be so smart and so you're intelligent. At talking oh, I know. You can, you Believe can, me. You can spit out numbers. You can spit out everything that you see, but what you can't spit yeah. out is feel. And that's what I could do. Sure, I can. That's what Nate could do. D'Angelo, that's what she could do. No, you, you're, you're, you're out of your, you're over your skis. You what don't do you know mean? me. You don't know what I'm talking I'm about. I play this game. I've suffered Patriots. concussions that's in this what? game. I've been injured in this game. I hey, know what I'm talking you about. You can't call you slipping at home a concussion that you sustained on the football field. I took a hit from a linebacker in Division One football. I had did a severe you? concussion. Yes, I yeah, did. How many did you have? Who knows at this point? It's the 90s. That's the problem. I mean, give me a friggin' break, D'Angelo Williams. D'Angelo, when he was in the Steelers' locker room, was that kind of guy who, if you got him on the right day, he was excellent. He'd give you everything you want. Caboli loved him because he'd talk about wrestling. A lot of guys in the locker room had a good time with D'Angelo Williams. But you catch him on the wrong day, that dude was a prick. He was a total D-bag. And that's what he just showed right there. Man, there is no reason that you can't talk about football if you've never played the game that way. I mean, that dude's talking about how he played at Princeton and how he suffered concussions and got injured playing the game. You're going to tell me he didn't understand football just because he didn't play at the highest level of the National Football League? Man, your sport is not that complicated. That's what always gets me with guys like D'Angelo Williams. Well, did you ever play? Did you ever play? Did you ever play? Man, we ain't fixing rockets. We ain't talking about politics. I've never been president, though, and I can vote. I never served in the Senate. I can vote. You can talk about football and know what you're talking about with football without ever having played the game at the highest level. Shut the hell up, D'Angelo Williams. Man, we're not talking about public affairs. We're not talking about foreign relations. We're talking about football. The X's and O's of the game of football aren't all that hard to comprehend. Sorry, they're not. Some people are better at it than others. I'm not denigrating the people who have a career where they're talking about football or coaching football, but don't tell me that because you played means that you know more than the people who can watch tape know. You don't maybe understand it at the field level. You don't know what these guys are saying out there. You don't know about the trash talk crap like that, but don't tell me that you can't possibly understand the game because you never played it before. Man, that's because D'Angelo Williams didn't know how to defend his point of view there without saying you never played the game. D'Angelo Williams couldn't hang in the merits of a legit conversation. So what he did is he thought he'd throw down that trump card. Got food here at the Carson City Saloon. Thank you very much. He didn't have the legitimate trump card to talk about what he wanted to talk about. He didn't have the counterpoint to say what he wanted to say. He didn't have the ability to voice his opinion, so he came down with the trump card. Yo, you never played before. Shut up, D'Angelo. Those guys made it to that set. Those guys made it to a highly rated morning show without having to play the game. The only reason you were there, D'Angelo, the only reason that you were there spitting was because you played. And because you were mildly interesting when you did. That's it. You didn't do anything special. You played football. Congratulations. And okay, that is an achievement. But it ain't because you're smart. It ain't because you're out there spitting facts. It ain't because you're out there with hot takes or opinions. No, you're there because you played the game. And they needed another jock to come sit there and listen to the real talkers talk. Man, it's not easy to do what I do. It's not easy to do what they do. 
to speak and have facts to back you up and to do so eloquently and with emotion and make a point, that is hard. And the only reason you're there is because you played a game. You might have expertise playing said game, and congratulations again for being a football player. But it doesn't make you qualified to do their job. Just like playing a game might make you qualified to be an owner of a baseball team, we're seeing how Derek Jeter's effing that up right now. It doesn't make you qualified to run a basketball organization. We're seeing how Magic's doing with the Lakers right now. It doesn't make you qualified to talk on TV or on the radio. Stick to catching football. Stick to running. Because, man, it takes a lot more than having done that to be good at what we do. 412-922-2874. Speaking of which, Stu Gotts from the Dan Lebitard Show joined me earlier on in the program, and it was good. I know Stu didn't play football, but it was good nonetheless. We hear from him next. It's the Crowley Show. Four twenty-five on Sunday. Steelers, Pats. I've been doing pregame coverage since June. Joining me now to discuss Stu Gotts from the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts. Stu, this is a big deal for us. We love having you on. Real talk, though. It's Friday. You don't want to be doing this at all, do you? Uh, no, to be honest, I don't. I want to be out on the golf course, but uh, but I'm happy to do it for you, man. And and the second we're done, I'll uh, I'll be teeing off. So wait, you've been doing a pregame show since June for this game? That's a long pregame show. Honestly, I think maybe even before that. I feel like I was doing a pregame show the second Sammy Coates let the ball go through his hands in the AFC Championship game. <laughs> I knew then the Steelers weren't going to win, and we've been talking about how they can beat these bastards ever since. Uh, it is the talk of the town. It's been the talk of the town since that moment. Here's the thing about New England that I don't think gets talked about enough anymore. Like, these jackasses cheat, man. And if it's Bonds, he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame. If it's Clemens, he doesn't get in the Hall of Fame. But you got Brady, you got Belichick. These guys have been proven cheaters. And I feel like it's always, oh, these guys are geniuses. They're the best. And maybe they are, but I'm a little sick of them. Uh, I've been sick of them for a while. I mean, listen, I'm a Jet fan here, so I've been sick of them for a while. Like, I need Brady out of my life. I need Belichick out of my, uh, out of my life. And quite frankly, I thought they would be out of my life about five or six years ago, and here they are still wreaking havoc on my life, and, and apparently yours as well. Uh, the cheating stuff, yeah, it's a little bit different with baseball, with it, where all that stuff, uh, the numbers in that sport matter more than, than the other sports. And, you know, we're not talking about steroids. We're talking about deflating footballs and taping practices, which I think is just as egregious, by the way. Uh, but, yeah, it gets chalked up to uh, the Patriot way. Belichick, and he's a genius, and Brady, he's the best of all time. Uh, listen, I'm with you. Like, this is – it's rare when you have a Jet fan, you know, you know, in lockstep with, with Pittsburgh Steelers fans, but I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I'm tired of these guys, and I've been tired, for, uh, you know, tired of, uh, of them for about a decade. I mean, I just need them out of my life. Just get the hell out of here already. We had you on all the way back in Steelers training camp. I remember it very well. You probably don't because I'm just some schlub in Pittsburgh talking on I the radio. Remember it. it's why, listen, no, I remember it, and I had such a good time. It's why I'm doing the show right now with you and not golfing. That's why I, I agreed to come back on today. Well, I appreciate you lying. Uh, I do like that. Uh, very <laughs> nice of you to say that. And we talked about how the Patriots have had the Steelers number for a long time. And yes. I was bitching and moaning even back then, Stugatz, and you said, hey, 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 now. I'm a Jets fan. we got to live in the division with these guys. 
What's that been like? I can only imagine it's the brutality of the Steelers against the Patriots, but tenfold because you got to play them twice a year, and that generally doesn't go well. Yeah, it's torture. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, listen, I love the Jets. Unlike Dan, uh, who I do the show with, um, Dan's not an emotional sports fan. I am. I'm a wreck. And so, yeah, it's been to have them in our division uh, and have to face them two times a year for the last, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, it's, it's, you know, if you care about sports the way I do, the way I think you do, Adam, that, yeah, it's been torture. It's been nothing short of torture. You go into basically every year. Uh, knowing you're not going to win the division, knowing if you get into the playoffs, it's going to have to be uh, as a wild card team. Now, the Jets had some success there with Rex Ryan and back-to-back AFC championship games. Uh, but, you know, you know, over the last 15 to 20 years, obviously the Patriots have had much more success, more success than anyone uh, in the sport. So, yeah, it just, it just stinks. It, it, and Dan and I were laughing about this the other day. Think about this. What is it? Where are Brady and Belichick on now? So is it the, is it their nineteenth year? How many years have they been at this? This is like their third revenge tour. I have no. It's been it's been seventeen years. I want to say maybe. Yeah. So seventeen years. So think about this from from an AFC East standpoint. Think about the toughest. Like all you have three teams there: the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets. And Dan and I were laughing that the team that challenged them the most was a team that was quarterbacked by Mark Sanchez. And, and like, there hasn't been any – amongst those three teams, there's been no threat. The best quarterback that Brady's had to deal with inside his own division over that 17 years is Chad Pennington. Think about that for a second. I think you probably got a better arm than Chad Pennington. I think that that is, <laughs> that is nuts that that is the case, and that is the case. Meanwhile, the Steelers, they have the Browns and the Bengals who always find a way – to screw themselves at the last moment. Right. We talked before, and I asked you, I said, are you rooting for the Jets to lose this year? And you said, oh, absolutely. And you don't believe me, but you said absolutely. They're now 5-8. and eight. That's not good, right? That's too competitive. It's five wins too many is what it is. Yes, you're right. Yes, it's five wins. It's five wins too many. Um, now the Jets are going to end up. This, is, this was my biggest fear headed into the season. Um, you don't want, you know, in the NFL, in all sports, really, because you get rewarded for being bad, um, you don't want to be—you know—you don't want to be eight and eight. You want to be fifteen and one. You want to be sixteen and zero. You want to be fourteen and two. You want to be two and fourteen, one and fifteen, zero and sixteen. You don't want to be eight and eight. And the Jets are headed right toward, you know, a seven and nine or an eight and eight or six wins. Like they'll just, they'll do just enough to not get one of the uh, the big time quarterbacks uh, that are coming out uh, in this year's draft and. And even if they had the opportunity to take one of those quarterbacks, they take the wrong one. So it's just like it's just a helpless feeling being a Jet fan. It really it's just a helpless feeling. You guys should be so grateful. You're blessed down there uh, in Pittsburgh to have what you guys have. You, know, you got two Super Bowls with Roethlisberger, and I happen to think you're the better team this year. I think you're going to beat uh, New England this year. I think Pittsburgh's going to represent uh, the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. Man, I will never pick the Steelers to beat New England, and it's just because I'm so friggin' jaded. I told the story the other day. I was at the 04 championship game, and it was the coldest I've ever been, and I was really young at the time. And I cried. I did. Like, straight-up tears. (laughs) My dad did not cry, but my buddy who was with me, he cried too. I was probably in eighth grade at the time, and it was just awful. He stole my childhood. These jackasses, they stole my childhood, Stu Gods, and they stole my childhood by cheating. Uh, Again, I I keep going back to the cheating thing. No, no, this is great. I love listening to you unravel on the air. It's like two of us. It's like uh, we're sitting each, sitting each other down on the couch and consoling each other. This is uh, this is fantastic. No, I can hear the pain in your voice, but listen, you got two Super Bowls with Ben. I just think, like, this is the year, right? 
Like, if they're going to do it, it's going to be this year. Because you got Roethlisberger, you got Bell, you got Brad. You got the best wide receiver and the best running back in football. And you have a year where Brady's been sacked and pressured more times than he ever has in his entire career in a season. So uh, I feel like this is the and you got the game at home. So this is like it says all the makings for Pittsburgh to win, and you're going to get let down, aren't you? We're going to get let down. No sacks on Sunday. <laughs> They're not going to touch him. He's going to walk out of there with a the clean jersey. <laughs> right, right. Do you want to talk to me on Monday so we can go through this again, just console each other again, or what? Uh, yes, absolutely. I want to talk to you on Monday. Uh, don't don't make promises that you can't keep, though. You don't want to yeah, do no, that. No, I, I, I am telling you. Here's what I promise you. Okay, if they lose, uh, if the Steelers lose at home to the Patriots this weekend. I will come back on the show on Monday, and you and I will console each other. We'll hug it out, okay? We'll just hug each other, and we'll get all our feelings out, and perhaps we'll feel better after 15 minutes of doing that. That would at least take the sting away a little bit. It would take yes, the sting yes, away. But, yes, it's a win-win for you. If they win, you're happy, but you don't get me. If they lose, you're unhappy, but you get me on Monday. That's a good point by you. Stu Gotts yeah. from the Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts joining me here on the Crowley Show. Just watching the Steelers' defense get shredded last week, by the Baltimore freaking Ravens and Joe right. Flacco, I just couldn't help but think Brady's going to put up fifty. The Jets' defense was pretty good against him, though. Can if we could take the Jets' defense and slap it in, and you guys take the Steelers' defense, that might help you guys lose a little bit more, and that might help the uh, Jets beat the Patriots. Yes, we should do that. Combine teams to help your team become better, and my team become worse. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Take all the weak things on your team, which there aren't many. Put them on our team. Um, yeah, it, listen, it's, um, it's going to be an interesting, it, it's going to be an interesting game. It really is. I, I, again, I don't want to jinx it because I like, I like where you're headed. You're, you're doing this doom and gloom thing. So, so if you lose, you expect it. If you win, it will feel, it will feel really, really good. But, you know, the problem is for you, like, right? Like Gronk missed the wrong game. You want Gronk oh. to be out. <laughs> you want him to be out for this game. You had two things working against you. Gronk was suspended for the, for the wrong game. And now you have a ticked-off Patriots team coming in because the Dolphins took care of them at home. So it's like, I understand why you would have to, And you combine that with the history between the Steelers and the Patriots, uh, and I understand why you have such trepidation headed into uh, the Sunday's game. But I'm telling you, okay, let me say it, you don't say it, because I'm a fan. I, I, I under, you don't want to jinx it, I get it. Let me be the guy who says it, and then everyone can blame me if the Steelers lose it. I am telling you right now, the Steelers are going to win this game by double digits. They have the better team. They have the better skill position players. I think they're going to win, and they're at home. I think the Steelers are going to win this game by 10-plus points. How about that? You're kind of hot right now, too, aren't you? I mean, you picked the Miami uh, victory over Notre Dame. You were close to the score, too, so I'll take that. I'll put that in my pocket. I think, I think that you got the good mojo flowing. Right. I, I want to say it because I know you as a fan. You don't want to say it because you don't want to just I don't want to say it. So I do the same thing with the Jets. So allow me to say it for you and for everyone in the city of Pittsburgh, for all your listeners, all right? Steelers going to win this game, okay? And if they lose, then you can just put it all on me, okay? We will put it all on you for sure. Uh, you okay. will be the guy. You'll be getting tweets from all 15 listeners we get uh, saying <laughs> it was all your fault that the Steelers lost this game. Uh, I know that it's a big day for you. I know Francesa uh, is a personal hero of yours, so I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, what are your memories of Francesa, and why did watching him and listening to him help you get in the business? Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. So uh, when we hang up, I will... Uh... I've already listened to, to a little bit before I came on with you, and I'll listen to uh, the remainder of his show, which is on until 6.30 on WFAN in New York. Um, and I, I will do it. Uh, thank God for technology. I will be doing that uh, 
uh, via tune in uh, while I play golf. So uh, <laughs> I can I can do both. So I got a good afternoon set up. Uh, listen, for me, it's just I grew up in you know on Long Island, uh, you know up in New York, and um, at the time when I was growing up, that that was the first all sports radio station, and uh, I remember hearing him. I, I, I remember it. Like it was yesterday, my dad was driving me home from practice, and uh, it's the first time I heard Mike and the Mad Dog, and the first time I had really heard a sports radio talk show, and I would love sports. Uh, I was definitely not shy. I was opinionated. Um, and, you know, I'm at that age, 16, 15, 16, 17, where you know, you're thinking about college and thinking about what you want to do with the rest of your life. And, and uh, I heard these two guys talking, and they sounded like me, and it sounded like how me and my friends talked about sports, and they really – kind of capture the pulse of New York and the New York sports fan. And I remember right then and there, um, you know, I asked my dad, Dad, who are these guys? What are they doing? He said, Mike and the Mad Dog, they do a sports radio show. I said, are they getting paid for it? And he said, yeah, they're probably getting paid pretty well. And I pointed at the radio, like I'm pointing at it right now in my car. And I said, Dad, that's what I want to do with the rest of my life. And, uh, and he said, go for it. And so it was just hearing those guys growing up and, and, and hearing those guys kind of discuss sports the way I did, the way me and my friends did, the way me and my brother did, um, those guys really, uh, those guys really kind of, you know, provided me with what I needed to kind of, you know, go after this thing. And, and I've gotten a chance to, uh, to talk to them both, to talk to both of them and get to know them just a little bit. I don't know them very well, but, you know, know them just a little bit. And that's been a thrill for me and to be part of the 30 for 30, uh, that, that recently came out for ESPN was very exciting. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's a bittersweet day. I'm happy for Mike that he's moving on. Um, but I've listened to that show for 19 years. Um, up until, you know, up until today, today will be the last day, but every day on my drive home, just about every day on my drive home from our show, which is about an hour to drive, uh, I'm listening to Francesca because, uh, the first show I listened to, and uh, I fell in love with those guys, and so it's uh, it's kind of a bittersweet day. Well, real talk, we don't do it as good as you guys do around here, but you guys have rubbed off on us, and you show that radio can be fun, and that's what we're all about around here, man. So yeah, uh, I appreciate that. What's funny about that, Adam, is I set out to be Mike Francesa. That's who I wanted to be, and where I've ended up, where I've arrived in this business, is a lesson for everyone who wants to get into this business. I got into this business, wanted to be super serious guy, being taken seriously. I wanted to be uh, Francesa, and now I've turned into the guy that is mocking the guy that I wanted to be. Wherever the money takes you, my man. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Me. And it was yes, the same yes. thing for me. Uh, you just you grow up and you watch all as you guys double them the gas bags, and it sounds fun, and it is fun, but you can't take it all that seriously all the time. Uh, really appreciate no. the time. Uh, thank you so much. Hopefully I don't talk to you on Monday, uh, but uh, if I do, then we'll have fun then too. All right, I'll make you a deal, dude. How about, how about this? You want to talk win or lose? Should we talk Monday win or lose? You want to do that? I would love to do that. Absolutely. All right, because if they win, then I can take all the credit for it. You can. And if they if they lose, I'll be here to uh, to to help you, to hold you, to console you. Okay. Excellent. Well, we will reach out. Uh, thank you for being part of my life today, Stu. Appreciate it. <laughs> you get the show. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, we'll talk soon. Okay. Stu Gotts and Levitard show with Stu Gotts. We'll get him again on Monday, as has been promised by me. He gave me his phone. Well, he gave Joe his phone number. He said he's not going to give it to me because I'll probably drunk text him all weekend. But I'll talk to Stu Gotts on Monday. We'll get him back on the show, win or lose. And as a Jets fan, he understands why we here in Pittsburgh hate the Patriots so much. Up next, Randy Slack of the DVE Morning Show and Steelers Nation Radio. Because guess what? Bud Light Happy Hour, Carson City Saloon. It's a Crowley Show. Uh-huh.